1: Pleased to tell you that Mark Murano is kind enough to join us this early in the morning, a former former senior staff member of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, publisher of ClimateDepot.com, author of The Great Reset, Global Elites and Permanent Lockdown. Speaking the truth, fired up. Mark Murano, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us, my friend. Hey, thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. You know, we gotta talk about John Kerry stepping down as, uh, his role as climate envoy. What a surprise. So we, we were saying now he could kind of legally, without question, take all the private jets that he wants to take. Huh, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> what did what this guy, really? <laughs> <my laughs> The first reaction is how are we going to survive? This
2: guy has been literally telling us that he's so important he has to fly in private jets that oh, the man. work he's doing is saving the planet. He brought his granddaughter down when he saw, when they had the US the UN uh, Paris Climate Agreement to show the importance of the work As an elderly statesman, he was passing on the next generation by signing a U.N. climate agreement. In other words, his whole philosophy is unless we go full Marxist, the climate's going to get us. And he's walking away from this. It couldn't have been that important. He's going to help Biden get reelected. He said that's more important than his position. By the way, his position is a nearly $5 million budget. The State Department. It's a climate office, taxpayer funded. Wow. He's wow. unappointed, unele- I mean, he's appointed, unelected
0: yeah, yeah, bureaucrat.
2: Yeah, yeah. lies around the world, yeah. literally just saying that he's essentially saving the climate. Meeting with world leaders, he gives a pass to China, gives a pass um, to the Middle East. He's been part of the Biden administration's begging for oil while well, they shut down our domestic energy. Uh, you know, we beg for oil from foreign sources. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but this is what John Kerry's doing, and, and uh, so we can actually have a reprieve here for a while while he's working on the campaign.
1: Wait, so so walk me. How much? How much was the climate office? It was how much was the budget of climate office, Mark? It was four
2: point four point three million a year. Oh uh, there was gosh. actually an investigation by the Boston Herald. They did Freedom of Information Act, and uh, John Kerry's refusing to divulge the name of of his highest paid employees, and you know he's got some people in there. These people are. This is one of. This is just what you'd call a government, uh, a boondoggle. You know, a sweet spot. People yeah. fight to get yeah. this. It's a yeah. little featsome yeah. You have no real oversight. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to be approved by Congress. He doesn't, he's unelected, and he just gets to set his own agenda. So it's a it's a plum position, and this is what John. This is John Kerry's dream position, and this is what. And this is what he's stepping away from temporarily. Now, what I think is going to happen is he'll probably get a salary from the Biden campaign. He'll probably continue his salary at the State Department with this climate fiefdom. Uh, and, you know, not that he cares about money. Remember, he married. Well, the greatest moment of John Kerry, and I, I, I was on Fox News on January 30th. I gave yeah. him the award of Climate Hypocrite of the Year. You yeah. can go back, I think it was July of this past summer, 2023. He was at a house hearing where he said, I don't own a private jet. I've never owned a private jet. We don't own a private jet. And then about 15 minutes later, another Republican congressman's like, wait, uh, we have a report here. Your wife stole her fleet of private jets from the negative view. Well, uh, my wife owned a private jet. And, yes, I have flown in that. But, but, we, but she sold it. So we don't own a private jet. And I've never owned I mean, it was like. It was like uh, you know Bill Cl- Bill Clinton level parsing. You know, the definition of his.
1: <laughs> it's so fun, I know, and, and he to me Kerry is the epitome of what they call white privilege, if that exists at all. If it does, it would be this guy. <laughs> he marries he marries this a senator who passed away, and he marries the widow, of the senator, and it's 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 the heir of the 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 heiress of the Heinz fortune man. So he's got a number of private jets, and he's flying around. How hypocritical this guy is! And his, the way he always would talk down to everybody, it's. Uh, but you know what? The press lets it go. The pre- so we appreciate you being fired up and talking about it. Oh, uh, well, remember if we I may before we move on on Jen, John Kerry in China that went well, huh? Remember that <laughs> he had to do the speech after it, and he, we're going to change China's ways of polluting the air. Not so much, John. Remember he tried to he tried to yeah, do he- his little speech there. He got shut down completely, right?
2: He did, and he's he's been to China many times, and he's tried to meet with the top leadership. He's always been rebuffed. From, I, from, I believe from yes. meeting with Xi Jinping yes. himself, and he always yeah, China loves him because he's doing their bidding. If if he if you, China couldn't hire a more effective lobbyist for China's interest than John Kerry, because they have a monopoly <laughs> on the EV battery, they're just passing Japan. They passed the U.S., South Korea. They're going to be the global dominant automaker thanks to the work of the of the nearly five million dollar office of John. I've no I know I mean I met John Kerry and interviewed him multiple times. I worked in the Senate, but I was also the first reporter in two thousand four yeah. to report on the Swift Boat Veterans, John O'Neill, that came after Kerry for his yeah. uh yeah. shall so we say his his politicized uh, at least Purple Hearts. Well, it turns out John Kerry, uh when he was running for president, he literally upset all of his old vet all of his old Swift boat veterans from Vietnam and gave out demonstrably false things and they came after him and that was one of the key reasons he lost that race to to George W. Bush. And the other thing is you mentioned ketchup, or you mentioned the Heinz fortune. Yeah, he yeah. married Teresa Heinz ketchup. They've given money to climate scientists like James Hansen, the former NASA, hundreds of thousands of dollars in just awards. And when, we were in the, when I was in the Senate under Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma, he would say, like, well, they're talking about oil money funding people. Well, what about big ketchup? Because they were handing out money to climate activist scientists through their, their Heinz ketchup fortune. So John Kerry's been at this climate game a long time. Using his wife's money, and now he's graduated to using taxpayer money.
1: Yeah, and and Mark, we appreciate your time, and you being uh, so truthful with us on the airwaves. Uh, Hertz is selling roughly a third of its electric vehicles. I mean, what did you tell us from day one, Mark Morano? I mean, it's just a, a ruse, and it's just a sign of things to come. Correct?
2: Yes, I mean, it's seven,
1: six, seven, eight percent max is what the
2: electric, fully electric cars are selling in the U.S hasn't really budged much so 93 percent of cars are non-electric i mean a hybrid can be both right but so hertz and all these rental car companies all these dealerships all the automakers got sucked into this through government coercion corporate government collusion threats and regulatory bodies and it turns out that they just can't hold the facade anymore buick dealers opting out uh, Kurt's rental car, I think there's at least a third or more, 20,000 yeah. other rental yeah. cars. And they said it's because of lack of consumer demand, and the other one was a kicker, high high uh, cost to maintain them. And that's the other thing. You have all these cars with huge maintenance costs, and the reason there's no consumer demand is there's no – people don't want to drive a car where you have to essentially like, well, wait, I've got to map this out, and we have to allow this time for recharging, and I hope yeah. there's no line exactly. there. And, you know, they exactly. can't act like Biden administration officials. His energy secretary just cut off a in the hot heat wave in July, cut off a family with an infant in the car to get her electric car charged up with NPR reporter, unfortunately, towing along. Uh, And they can't do that. The average person can't get that kind of privilege. Uh, and that's another version of white privilege. You, know, you have these Biden administration officials, Pete Buttigieg and, yeah. oh. uh, and the Energy Secretary, oh. driving cross-country oh. in these EVs uh, uh. and cutting people off and getting the charging. But, yeah, it's a mess, and it's collapsing before our eyes. All the automakers want out, uh, and the uh, even Europe is now looking at tariffs against Chinese cars. China, we're just literally making them the world's global number one automaker with yeah. banning gas-powered cars. It, they own it, the EV monopoly. It's so true.
1: Speaking of Buttigieg, it's nice. Uh, They're hiring psychotics to fly our planes now. That's my personal favorite story today. (laughs) What what was that? They actually go out and do a press report about that. Mark, you can't make this stuff up, brother. I mean, it's like crazy. If you have a mental problem, it's okay to fly a plane. I mean, that's Buttigieg. That's the best he can do? Huh? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing. This whole, the whole administration with the
2: supply chain, that Alaska airline with the door that blew out. I mean, are they even oh, making these oh, planes? I've never even oh. heard of that. It's, I know. I know. It's, hey, it's frightening stuff. And it's, a lot yeah. of this is you know, the it's, – it's this – yeah, you hate to say it, but the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, all of these rules, yep. they yep. literally are yep. making it so that qualified pilots are like the last criteria they're looking for. They're looking to feel – they want people to feel good. In fact, there was a flight recently that they, they announced where there's a first time there's an all-female cabin crew on whatever airline. It's like, does that really make people feel good? Wouldn't you want to say this is the first time we have a qualified crew and we're confident? No. They, I don't care what the gender of the pilot is.
1: Yeah, it's so true, Mark. Before we let you go, regarding your book, uh, "The Great Reset," if people aren't hip to it, I see it. You know, if we layer it back every day on morning radio, and you have to do the homework, it's scary out there. They, it, it, but we're fighting it and making some headway. This Great Reset, or, or am I missing something here? Because starting in Europe. They're really trying to do this this global elitist mentality and turning us into sheep and minions. And you've been fighting that tooth and nail. Uh, Hopefully there's enough resistance that that will not happen, Mark Morano, Joe asked, uh, hopefully. Yeah, I think what's happening here is it's the
2: great red pill. Our greatest hope is mass defiance, mass resistance, and the general public waking up. And to the extent how frightening March of 2020 was when overnight everything in our lives changed and we had no say, schools closed, businesses closed, stay-at-home orders, et cetera, churches closing, People were horrified, at least a certain segment of the population. Many were sheep, uh, and they're fighting back. One of the heartening things I saw was— just to give you an example, first of all, Davos is meeting right now, just starting. Bill Gates is there, Klaus Schwab, the usual suspect. So we'll see what they come up with this week. But Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, yeah. banning this Football game. This is what football was supposed to be. So she tries to cover her horrendous decision out of an abundance of caution. All the same stupid COVID phrases. What heartens me is the reaction of the Buffalo Bills fans of Pittsburghs. You go to Kathy Hochul's account on Twitter. She has this video. This is what would have been game time. It was a beautiful snowy day in Buffalo, exactly as God intended the (laughs) NFL to play. Every comment back to her is people just trashing the hell out of her, telling her to move leave and that this this is the way football is intended or so i'm hoping just and that's an example because that's really that is a great reason the idea that you can't have a normal everything we've grown up with and lived through is no longer normal now a snowstorm and i uh, can cancel an nfl playoff game in buffalo that that's my example of the great reset it's, it's nuts she worked in coordination with uh, all the public health officials saying it was unsafe for people to drive
1: yeah, here it is. And Barstool Sports uh, just uh, tweeted out, they robbed us of an all-time snow game in Buffalo today. Hey, Mark, thanks for uh, taking the time with us, my friend. And uh, thanks for always joining us. Keep the fight. Come back anytime. Love your energy. Love your love the fact that you tell the truth and you, you're brave enough to do that. God bless. Godspeed. We'll talk soon, Mark Morano. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mark Morano, right there. The name of the book, by the way, The Great Reset, Global Elites at Permanent Lockdown. It's not your imagination. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.